to experience the ripple effect. This is the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. A nonprofit organization established in 2007 to provide powerful leadership training to the youth of our communities. And now, here's your host, by board member, co-owner of Rapport International and certified trainer, Brett Johnston. All right, hello and welcome back to the Empowering Youth Podcast. I'm Brett Johnston. Jeff Gitano here. I'm JJ Chinalski. Tonight we have the Beatties and I'm going to introduce, uh, you know, a very dear friend of mine who, you know, God, it, it seems like it's been a long, long time because it really has, um, because I, and we're also here with his daughter, Abby, and just so excited to hear both of your stories here tonight. And just, I think back, Dan, we've spent so much time talking. I mean, we, we talk a lot about life and, and, you know, just things that happen and show up and our relationships and, you know, just everything we talk about. And one of the things that's always stood out to me is, you know, your, your childhood, the way, the way you, you know, where you grew up, all the different places that you've lived and some of the challenges that came along with that. And, you know, um, and, and kind of how, you know, Abby came to be and, and, you know, the journey that she's been on. So we're excited to hear all about those things. I'm going to turn the time over to you, Dan, let you just dive into it. Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, I'm Dan Beatty. Uh, I moved to Utah 30 plus years ago in the Air Force. Um, I grew up mostly between San Diego and Hawaii. My dad is a Marine. Um, we moved a lot. Um, it gave me a ton of advantages in my life. Um, I've been able to see things um, that other people just quite frankly haven't. Um, it also gave me the advantage of being able to read people and it gave me a huge advantage in business. Um, now, that's the boring canned answer. Um, fast forward uh, after I moved to Utah, um, fast forward till my mid 30s. Um, Abby, I don't, Abby's a test tube kid. <laughs> And it is her dad. <laughs> um, when her mom was pregnant, eight months pregnant, um, I quit my job. Scariest time of my life, but I, I had to do more. And it wasn't based on me. Um, it was based solely on a little girl I hadn't even seen. Um, for her, that's a hell of a burden to carry. <laughs> and I see it. And we talk about it. Um moving through things and, and all the ups and downs and everything that it takes to be a dad. Um, that is my sole focus at this point. Um, business is business. Um, compartmentalizing stuff. I'm terrible at it, but I do tell myself the same stories. Everybody else does that. I'm really good at it. And I'm not, I wear all of my emotions right on my face. Um, you know, when you, when you started talking about your, the way you grew up, uh, huh. Um, and the way you described it is the way you see it today. It is. But when you were growing up that way, how did it feel? Um, lonely. Uh, it was always a different set of friends and, and a different, the world wasn't at our fingertips then. When people moved away, it was over. It, there was no email internet. Like we bought stamps. And yeah, you weren't going to FaceTime and text and stay in touch. Yeah. You didn't call people because it was $73 a minute or whatever. 
Um, so picking up the phone and, um, doing that was, uh, was not an option and waiting for a letter. I mean, this carries over into my life today. Like I'm excited to get the mail and people are like, are you now granted most of that's well, because checks come in the mail. They today, do. Dan. They do. Checks come in the mail for the business, but <laughs> like, I'm excited to get the Val pack and I look through every page of it. Right? <laughs> you grew up that way. Grew up that way. Um, it wasn't instantly swipe. I'm getting rid of all these mails or in this and that. And so that creates a huge learning curve for me when it comes to, um, being a dad, right. Um, you, you get a lot of advice, and a lot of stuff thrown at you from people and deciphering through that. The biggest advice that I get on it is definitely from my daughters, you know, Abby's little sister um, and Abby are the two people on the planet that it doesn't matter. They don't give a shit who their dad is. He's just their dad. And it's very refreshing, humbling and, um, and, and, challenging at times. Um, my childhood was over the top. Amazing. Um, I carry a lot of that into today. I want to take my girl surfing. Um, like it matters to me that they see a little bit of your childhood. Well, and not only my childhood, a little bit of the world, a little bit of the country, a little bit of difference in opinions besides, you know, West Ogden farm ground. Um, it matters that they understand uh, the different cultures and, and what it looks like and, and the grit that it takes um, to not be comfortable. And so when, when I come up with these genius ideas that we're going to go surfing for four days, um, it, it has more to do with them than it does surfing. Um, it has more to do with, how hard it is to actually stand up on a surfboard and you don't get those opportunities. And, and so then when I reflect on my childhood, I wouldn't have the opportunities to take my daughters to live that without the childhood I had. Yeah. No, no questions asked. Well, and you wouldn't have the respect for, you know, the relationships that you do have and you wouldn't have the respect for, you know, home. Right. You know, one of the biggest reasons why you were so adamant to, run some roots here in West Ogden, if you will, <laughs> right. Really deep was because you'd moved so much. Well, yeah. And I mean, and I was in the air force when I came here and it, it you know what it I always had the grit and, and you're able to excel at stuff and it's, I'm not any different than anybody else except for that. I just decided one day that I was going to have enough grit. And so being in the air force was amazing I was great at it. It was what it was, but I wasn't going to move anymore. Done. Um, this is where I'm staying. And that was, uh, another crossroad in my life. Right. I mean, you grow up as a military family. I mean, it's no different. A plumber's kid must be is comfortable being a plumber. Um, and that portion of it was super scary. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to figure it out. And it, it, you know, my story it's nothing more than I just worked. Um, and I worked and when I had a day off, I found another job that would pay and you just work and save. And that, that taught me so much about just life in general. 
Um, and I wouldn't have had that without my childhood. Uh, the ability to adapt, the ability to just say, no, it, it doesn't matter what the outside world's doing. I'm going to stay focused. And, um, you know, it, it, it comes with a lot of, uh, it, it comes with a lot of side effects that you don't realize. Right. Um, it's, it's easy to look for anybody to look from the outside and look into somebody else's life and be like, Oh man, their life is perfect. Well, my life's far from that. But I do know that the hardest thing for me to do is to stay focused and to, to maintain that grit. And, you know, when you're and and I've, and I've had this conversation with very few people, but when you're running from failure, it's really easy to stay focused when you're chasing success complacency is so simple to fall into. Um, when you're going to fail, you're usually show up the best you can be and, and you're good at it and it's easy to maintain focus. I think at some point in life, you realize that you're chasing success and not running from failure anymore and the ability to tap into what that feels like. And, and I don't care if it's raising kids um, it's really easy to to turn on the TV and ask them to be quiet. Um, or it's also just as easy. I, I like football. Uh, I enjoy everything about it. It's There's no outcome that is predetermined. You can't figure out what's going on halfway through it. None of it. So that's something I've been able to share with my daughters. Whether they like it or not, they humor their dad. Yeah, they still show up. Right. And, and you know what, and, and we make an event out of it. It doesn't mean that we have to go to, we do go to a football game every year, but that's not what we have to do to watch football. We plan out the day. Um, we turn on red zone, we cook food, we, uh, it, it's just an event and, and it, you don't have to spend money to do it. You just got to include them. Right. And, and, and like you hear so many things about, kids today and this and that. And, and I call baloney on that. It, it's us. It's our generation. We, we were chasing so many things that we didn't realize what we were pushing to them. And, and I have young guys that work with me. Um, and people are like, there's no employees. There's no this, there's no that. But like my daughter's opinions matter to me. They grew up in a house where they could say, Hey, this is what matters to me. Well, I think that that's, kind of how it is for the middle generation. And so when I, when I translate that into business, whether I agree with the opinions that are given to me or not, the biggest thing I want to get across to people is opinions are great. It's your timing that sucks because sometimes you just have to go with it. And then after the fact say, Hey, this is what I thought in that. Because when you're running with all of the emotions and everything else, it just escalates into a fight. Yeah, I mean, I talk about today, most of the kids today um, have strong opinions and, you know, they're, they're very creative. They've been raised to be that way, but they come into an entry level position in, in where they, you know, in their jobs or whatever it is. And that position isn't really designed for them to be creative. And not only that, um, they grew up sitting around the dinner table and having mom and dad say, how was your day? Or, you know what, we're thinking about doing this. Where would you guys like to go? What would you like to do when we're there, right? Um, would you really like to do this or not? And you had a, had an opinion and they listened to your opinion and, and they would go with it. It mattered. And so when these kids are now entering the workforce, they have strong opinions. They want to be heard. 
and then they want to matter. And so that's something that's absolutely shifted in, in, you know, as you said, you created that we created that, you know, but I think about when I remember is, you know, 17, it's been a few days, but 17 years ago. And when you said Abby was a test tube baby, you know, I always laugh about it. And it's, it is kind of funny, even though, um, you know, it's real. I remember how awesome and important it was to you, Dan, that you're going to have a daughter and how excited you were to have a daughter and just, um, it was changing everything. It was changing Dan from, you know, Dan to Dan, it's dad. And there was just a, a big transition that really happened and really starting to figure out how to, you were all in, you had to go from like, you know, three jobs to two and then add one that was dad. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it's a long time ago. It was a long time ago, but yet it was yesterday. Yeah. Um, that's kind of how it goes. Um, Abby, Abby is, she broke, she's the one that challenges dad to make it easy for everybody else on the planet. Um, we laugh about it because, um, we, we make fun of each other because we're both that headstrong and that much. No, but yeah, we'll stay in the fight toe to toe. And it, it it's looking back on some of them while I was living it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is the worst ever. But looking back on it, um, <laughs> like yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually proud of her. Like it, it's not easy to, to stand your ground when you think you're right. And it's even harder to convince somebody like me. Okay. Not somebody like me to convince me. I'm going to ask Abby the that, question. Is it easy yeah. being <laughs> right? It, is it easy it's being easy. Abby? Is it easy, easy being Dan's daughter? No, 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 it's not easy. Um, I think one of the most like recent things that I had to just sit there and tell him and be like, dad, you're wrong was when I actually got my septum. Cause he was like, you look like a pig. And I was like, shut up. <laughs> but yeah, I, it took like a good, like four hours of convincing. I don't know. It just takes a long, long time to get him to hear what you have to say. You know, it's a long transition for you though. You guys have had so many conversations to ever get to that one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I want you to think back for you right now. Okay. Um, you know, you've, you've had a fun childhood, right? For the most part, you, mm -hmm. you've, you learned to work hard at an early age. Mm -hmm. That was something that was taught to you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you were, you're gifted and blessed to have a, a little sister and be the big sister. Mm -hmm. which I know is something that you're very thankful for. And I want you to just think back to, you know, you're growing up and, and share with us growing up from your perspective, not your dad's. Um, I don't know. I grew up privileged. <laughs> I guess you could say just because I always had like a fairly from my eyes, it was always fairly stable, but I do remember like sometimes I would end up on job sites or whatever sitting in, sorry, I'm going to cry <laughs> sitting in between my dad's legs like pulling the little gears on the tractors <laughs> and just like towing along and like I thought it was the best thing ever. I thought it was so fun. I thought it was the coolest thing I could ever do. How old were you, Abby, at that time? God, like four, <laughs> three. How old when, was that's I? when you'd remember doing it. That's yeah. when I remember. That was like the earliest time I could like see, like I could see myself doing that. So dad would bring you there mm -hmm. and you would, you would sit on his lap between mm -hmm. his legs do you do you remember conversations with him no no i just remember like 
sitting there just holding the little things or like because it has like the foot pedal and the thing and then the two handlebars and dad would always have to like feel him he's like don't go that way <laughs> you like you have to stop you're gonna like drive us off the edge you'll be like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what but, a great childhood <laughs> i don't know anybody that has done that that's well, yeah, great. growing up in the Beatty house i mean it was a all whole family affair yeah, yeah. I mean, well i mean and and at the end would, of the day and have three more jobs to do I, mm-hmm. abby remembers that part but in the beginning i mean to save on payroll amy was my laborer on saturday and sunday um and so abby would um be in the tractor with me in a little papoose thing but she was having no part of it and so amy would be on the ground keeping grade and she would put abby in the papoose with her and uh um and then keep grade for me, and she was terrible at it. Yeah, start a business. She would say it'll yeah. be fun. They yeah, say. <laughs> get after it, right? And and she would, yeah, I would get frustrated with how slow Ames was going, and she would tell me to <laughs> how I shouldn't be frustrated. And well, some so, things but, never but change. They don't. They don't. Um, but but and and so growing up, it, it was it it didn't matter. It was all hands on deck. We're we're gonna we're going to get this done. We're going to accomplish something great. And, and I didn't realize what that was at the time. I was just, like I said, I was running from failure and that was easy. But, but when I looking back on it, what it accomplished was an idea of you can just outwork everybody. I mean, I'll, I'll drag Abby into this cause we were having a conversation about going going to college and um I, I really listened to her and and it was such an eye-opening idea for a senior in high school that goes against everything but i couldn't be more proud of her for what her stance is and maybe you can revisit a little bit of that conversation yeah yeah totally um i think that like my whole perspective has definitely changed ever since growing up with a family business like it's a completely different experience from 99% of the people that I know so um I think that college is not necessary (laughs) I don't think (laughs) I don't think that like you don't have to go to college to be successful you don't like if you work hard enough and you get good enough at what you do you will be successful whether it's dad likes to use the term like when if you're a janitor you better be the best janitor you will ever be that has ever lived in your entire life and you'll be fine. Like financially, you'll always be okay. It's just like, as long as you do everything you can, college isn't, you don't have to have a secondary education is kind of what I'm trying to say, I guess. You're, you're not, not trying. You're not trying. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what, I, what I'm saying. But um, if you love what you do, you'll be successful mm-hmm, at it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's in, in, in willing to work. Willing it's to put it's in loving work. the yeah. process. Yeah. It, 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 and this is, this is what I've told them. You you don't necessarily have to love what you do for a living. You have to love what it provides and, and fall in love with being the best because loving what you do will come if you put in that work and, and, and you get after it, right? If you are the best, it's pretty easy to love it um, because you're always striving to raise the bar and an accomplishment in life is what's missing. Um, when, when we talk about youth and different things like that and, and not conforming to a societal norm. 
I mean, that's exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it in so many ways, we're pinned down by that. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, I am not one that follows societal norms. Yeah. Where did you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> like even over the past year, I've had like every single color of hair you could possibly think of. It just like in any way, any way possible. I don't like sometimes I like I do, but like in any way that doesn't directly affect the people around me and directly affect change my life. I just do it. Like she's definitely her dad. (laughs) Well, and that's a funny story because you know, I'm like, okay, what color are you going to do this time? But, (laughs) but I started it because in 2020, um, her and her sister and and I hadn't gotten a haircut because, well, they, they decided those people were non-essential and I look like a mop and I have gigantic (laughs) curls everywhere. So I just kept growing it. So we were just sitting there like, dad, let's dye your hair blonde. I'm like, heck yeah, it looks good on Adam Levine. Oh, it looks so good. Oh, I guess get her done. And so it turned out bright orange. Um, So they did it again. And it it was so much fun for me to go to jobs and different things because especially people didn't know who I was. So, um, and and when I go to jobs anymore, if I'm there, I I grab a shovel, a broom, whatever. Um, if I don't have a meeting and, uh, who's the new guy, he's a good worker. And my guys are like, uh, that's my boss. (laughs) And they're like, dude, he must be a party or look at his hair. He's like, and everybody's like, no, he has teenage daughters and they have fun with it. And so, I mean, when for me, I'm like, diet, what's the worst can happen? I mean, okay, you'll have to cut it shorter or you won't or whatever. If you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. And, and we do have limitations on some of it. Um, but just, I'm easily they keep swayed. expanding those limitations. <laughs> well, they yeah, keep yeah. swaying those limitations. I mean, uh-huh. I think, you know, Dan, you know, when you, when you became a dad, oh, and, and you were, you were gifted a daughter, uh-huh. right. And so happy and excited about that. And then it was like, that's not enough for this family. We're going to give you two daughters, right? Because if anyone's got two daughters, I mean, anyone who has a daughter knows that that is, that is absolutely, you know, life changing and altering thing that happens. And if you're, if you're gifted too, I mean, you've got to be a really special guy. Um, for sure. Yeah. So I, I know. know how special Dan was and why he was gifted two daughters, you know, um, they, they do a great job of breaking me in slowly. And, and, and that's what gives me hope about their future. Right. Cause, um, it, you know, it, it, they don't drive off the cliff. They mosey down the side of the hill and drag me with them. <laughs> and, and, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, Abby talk about from the time you're four till you're 12, 15. I don't know. I don't remember very much. Well, I remember um, not that long ago when you, your dad came home from rapport because a lot changed in your house in a short amount of time within those years after he came home from rapport. There was a lot that happened. How many years ago was that, Dan? Oh, over 10 years. Yeah. Like 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's been quite a few. Um, Clayton, um, Abby's older brother, um, Brett approached me about sending him to teen and I'm like, I'm in. So I went to a fundraiser and I'm, I'm a sucker for a fundraiser. Um, 
especially you involve kids. Like I, I think kids matter. Um, I, I don't think they should. I, I think they're a vital part of where we're headed. And, and it, without them, I, I want hope in what I'm turning everything over to. So I, I appreciate the youth. Um, I want to work with the youth and, and help the youth. Um, so went to a fundraiser and, uh, for building Utah youth and Clayton was going that summer. And I'm like, all right, well, um, I have to, uh, I have to experience this before he can go. And so I yeah, keep up, in mind, this is what he's saying today, but back then it was, right. I'm not going, I've been well, through boot camp. I've yeah. had all the leadership Military. training I can need. Well, I'm good. And, and like I, like I said, <laughs> then I'm like, I quit using the word try when I was, I don't know, 16. I'm good. Um, I'm like, you go stand on the yellow footprints. You already don't have any hair, so that won't be a problem, but we'll, we'll, then we'll call it even. I'll go. Right. And so it was just kind of a comical joke between me and Brett. And, um, so ended up buying a, I tipped the raffle scale in my favor. Um, and ended up winning, winning an adult class at, at that, um, gala. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go before he goes. And so I went and it was very, um, impactful. Um, a ton of really good things, a lot of self-realization, a lot of things I didn't like. Um, I came home, I went to Friday, Saturday, Sunday class, and I got home Monday at two in the morning and, um, my wife was, looks at me and she's very in touch with feelings and she could see whatever feelings I had going on. So we stayed up till six talking and on Wednesday I sent her to class. Um, I couldn't, I kind of live my life by the pedal on the right. It doesn't always serve me well, <laughs> but if we're going to do it, let's do it right now. And let's, wow. let's do a thousand miles an hour while we're doing it. And she's like, all right, I'm in. So, um, she went to class and we went down for graduation and that was awesome. And then came home and Clayton went about three to four weeks later. Yeah. And, um, it was very, very, it gave us communication skills as a family. Um, we were living all of that already. Um, we, we, the family core part and, and being able to express where you're at and chase your dreams and all that stuff is something that's so important to me that I didn't learn that there, but it gave me the ability to articulate it to my kids. Um, so after Clayton went, we got involved with the by board. Um, it was there to see what it has become today. I'm, I'm incredibly proud of because I know that we were instrumental in a lot of that because in those days there was three of us at a board meeting and there was, okay, there was four a lot of us, to do four of us at a board meeting and there was the three of us doing everything. I mean, it was over the top um, how much we had to do to pull it all off. And so dragging people in sometimes against their will, but just begging them, Hey, come, come give us a hand, be on the board. And then, and then to just see what it's materialized to today. Um, it's actually quite impressive, um, because it was a, a real struggle, but I knew that we could keep pressing forward and keep working hard. And then, and then to see Abby go through class, um, that last summer and the summer before, um, it was, it was so neat to see and, and, and so made me proud of not giving up 
on the times of that when it was just too overwhelming. Um, it was, it just, it, it, you can only stand on board for so long in my opinion before, you know what, you're out of ideas and you're out of gas. Um, but to see where it's gotten to today, um, I went to a graduation this last summer and I was actually overly impressed with the amount of people there to help. Um, the amount of people to carry everything out afterwards to set up, to, amen, to just help. Right. Because in those days there was three of us, <laughs> you know? And so it was really inspirational. And then to see the number of kids, but then to know that like I got to see my daughter and, and, and as selfish as it may be with or without building the Utah youth, she would have went through the yep. program. Right. But she got to, include people she knows yeah and then last summer to get her to be able to sponsor people to go and, and be on that end of it and and people that just don't have the opportunities right and, and and maybe to be able to give back to them abby and to know that you you were going regardless. Abby was the one person walking in class. Like, no, I, I, I don't hate to be yeah, here. When, when Abby went, yeah. When Abby went, it was like, yep, it's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> right. I, I get to go. And, we were talking about that, you know, when you know, earlier, right. You know, but you right. were excited to go. I was, I was thrilled <laughs> <laughs> until the first like five minutes. And I was like, and then <laughs> go. <laughs> so talk about it. I'd love to hear. Oh, um, so, my class was the first one back from COVID. Was it the first or second? No, first. It, my class was the first back. So it had like a bunch of people that had already grown up in it. Like it had the Sorensons and Doke and just a bunch of people that had like been around it their whole lives too. So it was very like, I don't know, unique experience because we all grew up in that. So we're all like, we're not failing in this. We're going to pass. Like, it's like you have no choice but to go through it and to succeed through it. So it was like everybody pushed each other. It wasn't like you had the option to drop out. It was never even like, you could never even think about like quitting, like you just couldn't. So I feel like I had like a very special thing. And then I had someone very dear to me come to that class with me too. He's, he works for my dad right now. Mr. Duran. Yeah. <laughs> Big buff kid, super, I don't know. He's like, he's a bodybuilder. He just is like, he's just that kind of person. He just, I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how you would He's got a big it. heart. He's got it. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think you're doing a good job. Keep, yeah. keep going with what you think. Yeah. But, um, my graduation was so long. <laughs> <laughs> it was forever, but it was so cool. It was so cool to see because, because everybody had grown up around it. It was like much more, um, engaging, mm. like with the audience, like so many more, stood, so many more people stood, stood up and talked like, um, it just in comparison, I went to a graduation earlier this summer and it was a lot different. It wasn't bad or by any means or anything like that, but it was just a lot different. I had a very, very unique experience with the people that I went with and the families that were around us during that time. I don't know how else to. Your, one of your biggest takeaways from your class was what? Um, I guess no, no matter how unique your experience is, there's always people that you can relate to. Cause I never really had anybody that like growing up, nobody around me was really like had a family. Like, of course I had like Hagen and whatnot that I grew up, with, but nobody that I like went to school with had a family that was like, went through building a business and went through all that stuff and went through like everybody works. Like you, most people that I grew up around had their parents worked like a nine to five or like 
just like a typical job, I guess you could say, just like a typical. So it was very um, empowering to notice that there are people around you that you can like, even if it's not the exact same, it's similar. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. You know, was, I, I remember it was only, it was barely like 16 months ago, mm-hmm. you know, fifth, fifth, 14 months ago, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, that was coming back off of COVID. Right. So it was, it was 2021, August, 2021. And Dan, Dan is one of those people that even if he is nervous, you're you're not going to know that he's nervous unless you really know Dan. Like he's just not, he's always just pretty straight up. He's, he's solid. That's, that's, he's that figure, right? He gets to be that person. And, uh, I knew that he was like this excited nervousness for, for Abby to go to class. Um, and yet he already knew that she was going to do great and crush it and all those different things. And, and the graduation was a special time, but you definitely showed up really, really big in that class. Um, I, I felt like you really were just empowered to just be you. And there were some great conversations that came out of that for you and your dad and your family. And, and, and those are some of the things that I really would like to dig into and, and hear about because they are impactful. They, they did matter. They do matter. Right. And so, you know, what were some of those realizations that you had that you made the choice of and, and, and some of the, you know, focus that you took out of that, on how you were going to move forward in your life. I know it's a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, because along with growing up the way you have, there's also been added pressure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess with growing up too, like there was all that added pressure. So it was like, if you fail, like you have to dig yourself out of that. It was never like mom, dad, hold my hand, help me out of this. It was like, they just kind of looked at me and they're like, have fun (laughs) so getting out of that class made me realize that like even if you do stumble and fall and whatnot like you can get up because and I already knew that growing up but it was never like I never like noticed it I guess I always kind of was it was just like that was how it was it was always part of the process being Mm -hmm, a baby mm -hmm. it was just like you never really had like baby help it was like I feel like most people grow up with like really baby steps like like learning to walk, it was like crawling this, crawling that, doing this. But I, mom and dad told me the story where it was like, I just didn't really crawl. No. <laughs> I just stood and walked. So I feel like I never really noticed those things in my life, but going through that um, opened my eyes to the fact that like, hey, I'm here. Like I can do this and I know how to, and I can push through those kind of things, even if I never like noticed that I could before. Yeah. And because, you know, you've had a lot of, I'm going to call it, um, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but it's like, yeah, you're good. you okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But, but the anxiety part and the reason why I bring it up is because it's everywhere. I have anxiety. You know, your dad has anxiety. As I look around the room, it, it shows up everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and just some people are better at hiding it than others or, we are very careful at who we share it with, you know, versus other people, or we just, you know, it's just different stages, right? And you've been somebody that's really fought through a lot of these, these different things that go on. And, and the reason why I want to talk about this is because there's so many kids today that are experiencing it and they feel like they are the only ones. Like there's something wrong with me because I feel the way I feel. 
And the truth is, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing, you know, you're not, you're not this weird person. It's absolutely normal. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I want to spend some time talking about that and you working through some of those things because it's been powerful. It's been very powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like um, in my class, my biggest fear was vulnerability. And um, I was the only one in the class with that fear. Everybody else's fear of rejection or just something along those lines. And it was fine. And I was just like, whoa. But no matter if your experience, even if your experience is unique, like mine kind of was. I was the only one with that, so I was. I was kind of an outlier, but um, even if, like, you're, you have people around you all the time, always, and even if you do have a unique feeling with thought or experience, like, you can share it with others. I have one. <laughs> but, um, like, even if you feel alone, and even if you are alone, it doesn't mean that you have to be. You can always share those feelings. You always have an outlet. Yeah, because, you know, you've always had this emotional side you definitely got from your dad, um, which is why it's so hard to share those feelings and be vulnerable because the, the minute you open the minute you open that up, that's what comes out. But it's also, you know, from, from other people's point of view, myself included, it's like your superpower. You know, it really is. It's a superpower to be able to connect on that level. You know, and you, that was definitely a breakthrough for you to be able to just go, yep. And this is me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I had like previous to that, like I kind of already knew that I was emotionally reserved. I guess you could say I never really was like the first one to sit there and cry in a room or whatever. But, um, because of that, I had very few connections that I would make on like a very, on a deep personal level with people. Like I connected with the people around me, but not like really really deep and so even just immediately after that within the next like month I had made so many more meaningful friendships not not much more friendships but I added so much more depth and complexity to all the friends and people around me that I already had you know Dan as I, I watch wow. you listen to Abby it's like I see you processing yeah <laughs> it's like somebody else's head right it, it's it's somebody else's head same thoughts yeah um, for me as a dad to watch you overcome that was inspirational to me. Um, and then as a dad to watch what happened to the role you played for Emily to live in that place of no nope, vulnerability is good. Um, that, that to me, like it, that, that's a hell of a burden to carry, but at the same token, you stepped into the fire of that burden and I'm like, you know what? I'm passing this on. I, I'm not keeping it to myself. I, I'm going to make the world a better place. And, and in all the conversations that we have with everything can go to whatever you want to call it. Your, your generation has been pitched more things to deal with than whatever. These are the conversations me and you have. And you never waver from it's going to be a better place. Um, sometimes you're like, ah, whatever. It ain't going to be around in 20 years. And we laugh about it, <laughs> right? I don't talk you out of it. We laugh about it, but it still comes back to that. You're going to make the world a better place. And, and, and I just, it's inspirational. Um, it's inspirational to everyone around you. You can affect the world in a way that none of us can. 
And that's, that's a hell of a burden to take, but your vulnerability is what does it. And, and, and you know what? You have passed that on to you. You've brought the friends that you were vulnerable with. You're like, all right, let me go talk to your mom. Let me talk to your dad. (laughs) Right. You're going to class and, and, and they're, they're hesitant about it, but they, the parents say, well, did Abby do it? Yeah. Well, then you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why we want you to have some of the stuff. So as a proud dad and, and all of that stuff, I can come from there, but, but I can watch the parents say, now, whatever she's doing, do some of that. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about that, the burden of, of like, how is it a burden? Is it a gift? What are you passing out out there? How do you feel about it? I think it's both a burden and a gift, honestly. It works for me and against me, too. Um, my best friend, Abby. I ended up... <laughs> Sorry. You're okay. Take your time. I sponsored her to go through the class. That's the class, the graduation that I had gone to in July. It was July, right? Um, we always say that we're, like, trauma-bonded. It's kind of funny to me, actually. Um, on my birthday this year, I ended up breaking my leg in a pretty bad accident. I had rolled a side-by-side on top of it, and it ended up... I had scarring. I have scarring all from the top of my knee down to my ankle, and it just was like pure road rash, and then I broke my leg, and I had to get surgery because I had gravel under my, underneath my skin. It was a whole thing, but Happy ended up being the only person that would come and visit me when I was doped up on drugs <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't form like a coherent thought on it all, but she just kind of like laid there on the couch next to me and would sleep. She just hung out with me and she was the only person outside of my family that would sit there and do that. And so I guess more of saying that is that I was, I was so happy to give her the opportunity to go through class not the same way that I did, but go through class and get her own experiences and see why I am the way I am. Because she says all the time, the people around me are always like, Abby, you're so this, Abby, you're so that. And they just, I think that they just don't realize that like, it takes a lot to get there. And so I was um, given the opportunity to send her at me and then one of my other best friends, Morgan, through the class. And I think it was life-changing for both of them. My friend Morgan, um, got the most improved for it and i i love her so much but she had a very bad habit of apologizing for everything (laughs) but she doesn't anymore so i just i think it's beautiful and amazing to see how impactful that this this class is in in everyone's lives like i already had where you don't apologize for every single thing like you don't have to apologize if you drop a plate whereas she did so it's just incredible to see how this class can affect every single person, no matter where you come from. Oh, I feel like I'm looping back. But um, putting them through that was eye-opening for them as well as for me. I want to t- talk about Emily for just a minute. Oh, yeah. Because it, oh, be, no. it wouldn't be complete no, without talking about Emily. Not a chance. You know, um, not everybody gets to be a big sister. They don't. Um, and, and to just even have a sibling. So many people have siblings that you know they're they're just not that thankful for right or they take for granted and um you know you get to be a big sister and you know <laughs> we talk about in the training that 
there's always someone watching, right? They're always watching. They're always somebody that's looking up to you. You're already a mentor, whether you want to believe it or not. <laughs> and, and I know that you're a mentor to someone, right? So I want to talk about how important it is to you, for you right now to be that big sister and, and how you work through that and deal with that and how you guys actually communicate because from the outside, I know that it's not always sunshine and rainbows, let's be honest, but you guys do have a special relationship with each other. Yeah. Um, Emily is my best friend and still my favorite person on the entire planet. Um, but I also see every single struggle that happens with people in eighth and ninth grade. <laughs> it's terrible going through that. And so like, Yes, I went through that, but like, it's, it's already a little bit different. It's already a little bit different, which is crazy. But, um, back to what we were talking about. Um, she asked me some of the weirdest questions sometimes. Um, but I think it's such a gift, even if it isn't all sunshines and rainbows and we fight sometimes and she ignores me for weeks on end. <laughs> I think it's so, so incredible to have a connection where she can come to me about anything she wants anything she can ask because not very many people have that nobody has somebody that they can share every single th thought that they think with every single question that they have every single this every single that there's not there's not a lot of people that have somebody like that and it's it's such a blessing and a curse <laughs> it's both being on the on this end of it like I get to see how her mind works and it's so amazing to be able to have somebody she's like my little test dummy <laughs> I can just like see it. <laughs> <laughs> evil can evil. Yeah. <laughs> and start, starts at a very young age. Yes. Yeah. And, and you say you're little, but she's yeah. taller than you at this yeah. point. <laughs> right? Yeah, she's bigger than me. <laughs> but uh, it just is, I feel so bad for everybody else that doesn't have somebody like that. Like it just, it makes me think, me and my sister talk about it all the time sometimes she'll see people like make a post or something and be like, I have the best sister. And she's like, mm, you know, <laughs> she tells me, she's like, mm, no, you know, and I, it's like the most fulfilling and one of the most impactful feelings you can have when somebody tells you that like, you're the best sister you could ever think of. Yeah. There's well, not much more that you can really ask. Yeah. And this is all what's helped Dan get more in touch with his um, feminine side yes. and his vulnerability. Well, you know, it, it's funny to me to listen to this from Abby because I know how much you look up to Emily as well. Um, I, I watch it. Um, I, I see it. And so what, what is it that you look up to so much, kiddo? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's just everything. I, she's not the most hardworking person I know. <laughs> and she's not the most emotionally intelligent person I know. And she's not like, but somehow everything that she does in every aspect of her life and every part of her personality and who she is lines up so perfectly to make it one of the most beautiful human beings I've ever met my entire life. Yeah, she is a special bundle of fun. Oh. Over the top, like, and that brings me to the, like when you talk about my estrogen side or my this or that or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. Well, no, I'm good at it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, but Dan, Dan's just got this softer, sensitive I, side to him today. And if you would have went back 20 years or even, even 10, fi- 10, 15 years ago, it, it didn't exist. It's it something didn't. that's really started to, you know, mold and adapt and, and move. And, and it's funny cause I'm watching JJ Jeff over here, even Michael. It's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. yep. The, the girls, man, they just, they somehow make that happen. They just change it. Yeah. Well, um, I, I want to jump in here. You, you were talking about your sister and, and how amazing, and she's an amazing person in your life. And you're like, I wish more people had this, but you just gave the key to the audience back up about five minutes. You told everybody here how that class changed your relationship and how you can communicate deeper with, with the same people in your life. So kids that are struggling, that are listening to you right now, go to the class. Yeah. <laughs> because it, Dan mentioned it. You can communicate better with your family. You might know some of these things, but the way you speak to yourself are you going to speak positively or the powerless words that take you nowhere? And that's where it all starts. Thoughts turn into words, words turn into actions, and actions turn into your life. So it starts with your thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. And I, that, to me, as you're talking, I'm like, wow, you just gave a great insight for everybody out there. Dan said it. You make an impact. You just did again. Thank you. (laughs) I remember, Dan, you shared something, um, and you're going to have to forgive me. I don't even care if you're mad at me for sharing this, but you're okay. um, When Abby came home from class, uh, you know, you guys were having a really, you know, a a deep conversation with each other. I don't even know, remember what it was about, but it was, you know, Abby looked at you and said, "I, I need to be your daughter, not your employee right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. Here comes the waterworks. Uh, You can do a really good job. Who can? Of preaching (laughs) what's right. Um, That connection part of living in those emotions, um, that's the single greatest gift that daughters gave me was that same emotional connection. And and Abby learned how to pull that out of me. Um, That's something that she definitely learned when she talks about connecting at a deeper level, she realized in that scenario how to pull that deeper level out of me, which is not not an easy feat. And quite honestly, there's only a couple people on the planet that 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 can get that out of me. Um, and and I I go back to what you said too. It it becomes you didn't get more friends. You just understood how to connect to the friends you had. And realized what was missing. But take that past your friends. You realized how to connect the inside of your house. And drag that into what's missing. And I've had a ton of. I've, I've been to every class report has. or And, and all of it right. And, and it's amazing that one person. Can push the buttons in order to drag that out of another person. And and with with that that special ability that you have and you realizing that within yourself and how to stop me in my tracks in order to be, well, dad, this is where you're headed. Now I, I credit that it's you and, and that, that carries a ton of weight with me. I also credit that 
it, your, the emotions you were putting out there caused me to listen. Um, and, and I also credit the fact that like we work every day towards being better a- every day. You don't, you don't have to be better than the guy that lives next door to you. You got to be better than yourself. You guys kind of beat your own drums and, and to your own horns. I mean, that's just part of, it's a big part of it. It's almost like if everybody says we're going left, you guys are definitely going right. Like not, not if it's, it's happening, right? That's just where it's at. I mean, you know, you, you took it to the mat, Abby, when you, when you decided, you know what, I'm going to be a wrestler. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was, that was just like, yep, doing that. Dan's like, yep, Abby's going to be a wrestler. She's wrestling now. And I'm, and it's like, awesome. Yeah. Cause why wouldn't she? Exactly. Yeah. I think that was a very big turning point in my life too. Just like the way that wrestling relates to your real life is so, so cool. Dad likes to say like, you can spend two minutes on your back, but like, can you get up? Can you get up after that? After you've been losing for five minutes, can you make one last thing just to get you a little bit closer? Yeah. Just like life. I I was excited. When she started wrestling, I, I didn't know what to think about it, but the the idea of that, uh, it's like, just spend two minutes on your back, hoping to God you don't get pinned and wait for the next period. You know, that's what I would tell her. And, and, and then come out and get after it as hard as you can, because that's what life's going to do to you every day of your life. And it, it's been a, it's been neat to watch for her. And she's been pitched everything from a dislocated collarbone to break in her ankle. And she has not said, I'm not wrestling. Um, she finished her matches with a dislocated collarbone and wrestled one armed. <laughs> and so it, it, it's just, I wish I would have pulled her out of it. That was a terrible <laughs> parenting decision. I should have stepped in. I don't know. Ask her but the fire in her <laughs> eyes. Yeah. have pulled you out of that. I don't know. I don't know. It was kind of funny because she got really mad that I was still beating her with one arm. So she like ran at me and I was like, oh, little dog. And I pet her. <laughs> so I think it was funny, but it hurt. Yeah. yeah. It's all, it's all, you know, perspective and time really is the, you know, t- time is where we really start to, you know, re reframe things and see things differently. You know, if you guys could say right now, you know, one, one, piece of advice, one thing that you would share with the audience based on your perspective right now about Dan having daughters and, you know, being a, being a dad, you know, and, and the reason why I want you to focus there is because there's a whole nother paradigm to you, but that's definitely the one that's the most important to you. And then, you know, Abby, I want you to, the question I'm going to ask you is, you know, where you are at right now in your life, one just one thing that you could tell someone else out there that you know what you have to share with them would make a difference for them, whatever that is. You can go right after your dad. Okay. Um, daughters. That's the biggest word on the planet. Um, there, there is no nothing in my life that I'm more scared of screwing up. Um, and and I get it wrong a lot. But you circle back to daughters. They're really good at telling you when you get it wrong. (laughs) Uh, uh, Boys aren't that way. Daughters are really, really good at it. Um, There's just something about the humbling effect and the overall what it does to a man to watch his daughters. And raising daughters that it doesn't matter. I, I, 
I put my daughter's pack and rebar against any guy's pack and rebar. I also would put them in a prom dress. Uh, every every ounce of everything, it it takes everything you would look at as a stereotypical or or all the baloney out there, and it just erases it. Because for me, I, I want my daughters to grow up to decide what they want not not look for what they want um i want them to or be told yeah stand on their own two feet and 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 have have the gumption to just stand up and say no and and if they practice that with dad i kind of feel like they might have just a little leg up they're pretty good at selling dad oh dad's selling dad (laughs) everything when it comes to but you know what um my daughters go in a way that it's not it's it's not a disrespect thing they're they're coming from where they're at and and there's a big difference between Thelma and louise and whatever or coming from where you're at and and when they come from where they're at it 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 crumbles what i see as what's important and it it, it 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 causes it, it causes the overall atmosphere of of they can do be accomplish anything and you know what they know that they're gonna get knocked down four hundred seventy three thousand times but they always get up and and I think that that sometimes gets missed you know I want to pick them up so bad and and we we have a joke it's like dad's the dragon. And it's fine um, as long as you get to stand behind the dragon. <laughs> but dad, don't spread your wings and blow fire at us. <laughs> and so, it, it, and and we talk about it, and and it and it took a lot for me and Abby and Emily to to get to that point where it's like, Dad, you're being the dragon. I need to hide behind the dragon. And, and for them to be able to say that, and me to be able to recognize it, right? Um, I'm incredibly proud of them for the ability to say dad stop yeah you're out you're you're out of line because i am and it's in it, your ability to listen yeah you know? oh yeah you want to you want to if you're a terrible listener me yeah I have teenage daughters you'll never get good at it <laughs> but man you'll work really hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah so many wonderful nuggets there so abby oh man um <laughs> It sounds cl- so cliche, but like your heart and your emotions are so important in your daily life. If you don't follow what you think or what you feel, like you're not going to do anything in life. You're not going to accomplish anything. If you just follow statistics, it'll be fine. But like, please just follow your heart, everybody. <laughs> There's no point in just denying what you feel and denying how you think. You can change them a little bit, but you're never going to stop feeling so why would you push it down and push it away i guess that's what i have to say it's just please just follow what you feel follow what your heart says it'll all be okay in the end yeah (laughs) that's your daughter then yeah i can tell (laughs) (laughs) now you two um thank you thank you for being open and vulnerable and honest with us here tonight and you know you've shared so much know that it's going to make a difference and um, just look forward to what you know what the next you know months and years bring because they're moving quickly now. You know, 
got all those pictures and they just keep flying. They keep popping up on the phone and it's like, wow, that was already, you know, or that was only a couple of years ago. That was only a few months ago. Right. But thank you both. Love you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for having us on. And, and from, we're always here to help. Um, speak a little about that. I see you shaking your head. No, 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 no. I was just <laughs> agreeing with you. I don't know. It's just, I don't want anybody else to feel alone. We, we, we are, we are always here to help. And, and as, as a family, as a everything, we, we have a gift to give and anybody that needs help. I, I feel like, please reach out. Um, sometimes you just need somebody to talk you off the ground. That's it. And nobody has to be alone. And for all the parents out there and everything else, these kids are unbelievably intelligent, unbelievably driven. And this is our future. And if one person can just look at teenagers a little bit different, that's our future. And that's what I would ask. Come to, come to a place that we see as a community. Because you'll have hope and you'll have everything that it takes to be like, we're going to be okay. Cool. Dan, Abby, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Of course. Respect, integrity, passion, personal power, leadership, enthusiasm. This has been the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. To become part of the 3%, visit Building Utah Youth on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or on our website at buildingutahyouth.org.